the SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, good morning and welcome to the SA Betfair Edge. My name's Miles Fitzner and as always in the morning I'm joined by four-time Group 1 winning jockey Claire Lindop. Claire, what a day. Good morning, Miles. Yeah, looking forward to a good days of racing back at Moorfield Parks this Saturday. Back at the parks. Track at the moment a soft five. Just saying to me before off air that expected to stay that way. I think so. Look, it's no rains forecast. Um, it's going to be sunny, but this time of year they don't really dry out. But I think we'll be soft five or perhaps on the better side of that. But I don't think we'll see an upgrade to a four. We've got a jam-packed show today because we're going to catch up with Adam Mint as we normally do uh, every week. He's been on fire. We were on fire last week. We're going to get that to him a little bit in a minute. <laughs> we'll just we give ourselves a pat on the back. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Tony McAvoy. I think he's got six or eight runners uh, in the cover. The strong hand in the Oakland's plate. How many of those did you win? <laughs> Myself, I don't know. Surely I wrote a, wrote a comment. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what we're after. Exactly what we're after. Well, the SA Bet Fair Edge, we aim to bring you uh, all things racing and happening here in South Australia with uh, coming the end of the season, isn't it? We're a couple of weeks to go. Only two weeks to the finish of the racing season. So can we get a bit of an update? That means the, the premiership battles? Yes, yeah, so some of them are already well and truly decided. We'll have Tony McAvoy on today and this will... He's got the uh, Metropolitan and the Provincial Premiership sewn up. The Country Trainers Premierships was a good fight between Sue Murphy and Sue Yench down in the southeast. Um, and I think that that's been decided now. There's no more country race meetings um, left that they're probably going to win. Uh, and Sue Murphy's won, just beaten by one. Oh, yeah, they had a bit of a battle yeah. at Narracourt with that last yes. meeting. But uh, yeah. they always like having those battles. Those, very good uh, And they are good trainers. They live pretty close to where I'm from. Hey, let's go into what uh, your level of expertise is. So let's go into the Jockey Premiership. So where do they sit at the moment? We'll start with the Metro Premiership. Uh, the Metro, Todd Panel has got that sewn up. He's had 63 winners already uh, with two meetings to go. Um, and actually, it's a pretty impressive record. There's only 58 Metropolitan meetings in South Australia throughout the season. So to be riding that, that's a really good, you know, you've got to ride over a winner a week, uh, race meeting, sorry. So, yeah. What about Provincial? Um, Todd Panel's winning the Provincial currently, um, but Bren Vorster and Jason Holder ride on his um, heels with 41 apiece. Um, sorry, Todd's on 50. Um, a few more than that, but there's only th- there's still three meetings to go there. And the country premiership, Justin Potter and Lockie Needorf are tied with uh, one race meeting to go. So this Sunday at Port Augusta, I'll be backing Justin Potter. He'll be desperate to win. His- so Potter can get him <laughs> on Sunday at Port Augusta. Yeah, so I think I'll be following Justin. He's won a few country premierships. Uh, I think he likes that title. So. Well, let's go overall. Where are they sitting with overall and total wins here? Todd's had an amazing season, riding 119 winners. Sort of riding over 100 winners for the year. I mean, obviously, that's more than two winners a week. Um, is is tough. It's a good record. How many times did you ride over 100 winners? Um, not that many, actually. Um, I rode 111, which was a record for female riders back in 2004. And I did ride, um, you know, a couple more times I reached the, the 100. And I have also been stuck at 99 before as well. Yeah, you've been stuck 99. Yeah, and there's a bit of a thing about being in the 90s. We do call it nervous 90s. And Jason Holder this week goes to the race meeting on 99, so... So he's on 99 this yep. week. Well, let's get on or what? Would you get on or off anything that <laughs> Stubby's on? Oh, well, look, he's got some good rides, um, but I wonder if, you know, the does, does feel a bit of a pressure. And I don't know if he, know, he knows he's sitting on 99. No, I'll take that back. I'm sure he knows. Oh, he you reckon he'd know? So the nervous 90s can be a thing where you sort of get a bit jittery. How many cracks, or genuine cracks, can you remember that you had at 99? Like maybe, was there a couple where you sort of went, oh, no, like... 
just yeah. all went to water? Oh, I think I got suspended. Um, you know, only a couple of weeks to go of the season. Um, but you know, one of the reasons why you probably do get charged careless riding is because you might be riding a little bit too hard, too you know, going for it a bit too hard. So maybe that probably did affect me in my head a little bit trying to ride the winners. Well, speaking of winners, we actually had a bit of good, pretty good run last week. So let's start with a bit of a last week recap. You know, this is what happened. My best, a little pump the tyres up here. My best, not as good as yours though. But this is what happened. Uh, my best bet of the day, Ali Searle agree. Ali Searle agree keeps finding Boom. who runs the world, tries hard but can't reach her. And Ali Searle agree three quarters to who runs the world. So three quarters to who runs the world. We'll talk about that horse that's running in race five a bit later. And then uh, and then you went bang with your value here. Like, this is the one I like. Call me Dexter's coming through. Dr. Doolittle. Then wide around. I'm a legend with a wet sail late. I'm a legend sparkling down the middle. Hit the front with call me Dexter. I'm a legend. Call me Dexter. Wide apart. Tight. Amazing win by... Call me Dexter. And did you see the race miles? We actually clipped heels just prior to the turn. Yeah, so they, we did a good job. They mentioned that like nearly fell. Yeah. It looked like to racing slightly ungenerously on the inside there. And um, just when Simon was trying to make a move and, and take a run on the inside, just appeared to roll out slightly and just clipped a heel. Um, which can be quite uh, detrimental to a horse's momentum. He dipped in front and Siren got unseated, but the horse regained his feet. Siren stayed aboard and rode like the wind to the line. Oh, and and you, you, would have been, you would have been at home riding so, that too. Well done, Siren. Good ride. So it was $10.50 or something like that. Your value gets up. I think second week in a row, your value has got up. Hey, we all, we had a good crack in race six. We had a good race in race, uh, good crack in race six. This is what happened. This is what we said on the show last week. There's a couple of horses in here I like. Classy Joe has had the trio of seconds. And another one of Sue Yenches, who's also having a good trot. Number six, just rolling. I thought those two and get out of the way, one of them oh, was We were on get out of the way last week, and I just completely forget the run. I, I think that's probably why they're backing it up after seven days. It didn't have a, a you know, it didn't do much in the run at all. So um, I'm going to go with it again. Uh, I think Classy Joe and Just Rolling are the only other two that have got genuine winning chances in the race, but I like get out of the way. I'm with number six, Just Rolling. I think its form was pretty good. Well, so you went the Just Rolling. I went, well, we all went. The three, and we've all come out of the race. They finished one, two, three in that race, two at odds. So if you got on that race uh, and had the trifecta, the one bit I do want to play, I want to have a bit of fun with this. So Adam and I the both race. Adam and I both <laughs> stayed away. Now, big chat. We had Jess Eaton here in studio. She's riding Manzala against yes. yeah. my old man and our, our family horse in Burt Whistle, our favourite. We stayed away, said, no, nah, we can't go again. Well, of course, I backed her like, and, and was reasonably confident. So, uh, uh, Jess rode Manzala very well. Jess right, might have copped a little fine overuse of the whip. Might have got a reprimand. Oh, she was trying. To try, tried a bit too hard. Tried a bit too hard. Let's hear this. Still Manzala at the 150. That same margin on Burt Whistle, who now lays up Burt Whistle Manzala from bursting through Exalted Ruth. Burt Whistle Manzala, Burt. Burt Whistle. So the birdie gets up. So I was celebrating pretty hard, but uh, I had my ear on the guys at SEN Track. I'm not sure if you heard this audio or not, but this is pre-race. So the boys, Simon O'Donnell, David Taggart, Paddy, he got what Paddy shot at because he's running the punters club for him, not going that well. And Jackie Heverin, SEN Track in Melbourne. they uh, I tipped birdie to him in a couple of listed races. She ran very well on good sectionals behind some good company, horses like Ocean X and Suppressor that are Group 1 winning Ocean X now in the Melbourne Cup, won the Ramsden. So uh, every time Birdie comes up, they uh, they have a little bit of a crack. He, this is some audio, and you're going to love this. Can I um? Quite frustrating. Can I brighten your your mood? Yep. Gawler's in mm. two minutes. Yep. And Bert whistles in at oh, Gawler. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not Bert. You have to back Manzella 
at Gola. Yes. Oh, look who's just six. walked in. Yes, the pace with the most. Hope he's here to take over. Walk, you've got to back number six. Yes. Cam Luke here to take over. Yes. It was absolutely magnificent. Looked on the telly. Mm-hmm. Could, it looked like it was the middle of spring. Absolutely looked like it was the middle of spring. It did well, look good, didn't it? Scoop, I'm going to back you hey. in, mate. We're going to have 100 bucks on Manzala. That's the speed. <laughs> I'm backing yeah. you in here. No, I'm with Simon. I, I think this this is very, very good by you. This is astute. Uh, it was... I, I couldn't believe how good it looked. 113 bucks on it. how good it looked. So they've had the $100 on the punters club. They're all going on. Oh, Simon O'Donnell, very astute punter, wearing the scarf. He might have the scarf just tied a little bit too tight around the neck that day, Claire. But this is what happened when... they watched the, a race. Oh, then, then they watched a <laughs> the race. This is what I like. So the punters club, well, they ended up doing their dough. Bert whistles around the market. Oh, look at Bert whistle outside the East Gate. When you know, <laughs> Bert whistle couldn't get in the bin. Oh, the, the race is on in earnest now, isn't it? Come on, Jesse Eaton. Come yeah. on, Manzala Nelson. Yeah. Let down. Put a gap on him here, Nels. Well, I don't know if he's going to put a gap on him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, no. On. It's going to be a hard slope. Come on, Bert whistle. Come on, look at the Bert. Bugger off, Bert. We can't lose to Manzala. We can't lose to Bert. Fight back, Nelson. Come on, bugger off, Bert. Come on, Manzala. Oh, it's trying. Come on, Manzala. Get there for us. Get there. Oh, oh no. Bird whistle. Bloody bird whistle. <laughs> yeah, jump off. Oh, Miles Fitzner, if you're listening to us, don't text in and tell us that Bert whistle won. <laughs> he tells it every time oh, it wins. Bad luck, Paddy. Oh, you know, no. Bert whistle just won. Yeah, yeah I know. Like Paddy. Oh. oh, Paddy, 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 whack. We'll be right, Paddy. We'll be right. 100 left in the punters club. Oh, no. Hang on. <laughs> How good is that? A hundred left in the putters club. They've just gone, wait. Yes, I did text them in, boys. And I know they're astute listeners of our show, especially with your tipping, Claire. So, yeah, Scoob, Jack, uh, Paddy. Uh, well, well, Manzala is backing up this Saturday as well. So we'll get to that a bit later on the show. Absolutely. We'll get back. And I don't mind it in that race because you know why? Because Birdie's not in it. But <laughs> coming up on the other side of this, we chat to uh, Tony McAvoy, leading trainer, who's got a strong hand in some of these races uh, coming up here at Morfordville Park. Still listening to... The... see how his five runners, sorry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, his five runners in that two-year-old race mm-hmm. be perfect. You're listening to the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge as we run through the Morfordville Parks card for the weekend, Claire. And what a privilege it is to actually be joined on the line by someone that's got a strong hand in uh, in one race in particular, but a few runners and all-round all nice guy, leading stable at the moment, Tony McAvoy. Tony, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Miles. Uh, that was a very nice introduction. <laughs> st- Hello, Tony, and congratulations on another South Australian Premiership. Yeah, thank you, Claire. That uh, got a little bit tight there for a while. I think we got back to just leading by one, but uh, thankfully the horses continued to race well. And uh, yeah, it's very nice to have another premiership and the first one for Calvin, uh, which he's very excited about. Tony, just before we get into some of the stats and run through them, just a little break up at Martin's Well, just a little duck up there, a little freshen up before the end of the season. How'd the trip go? <laughs> you have done your homework. Oh, let's do my homework, Tony. Yeah, look, it was lovely. Uh, I love that uh, Gawler Rangers, Flinders Rangers uh, uh, countryside, and 
they're doing it really tough up there. It's very dry, and uh, but uh, thankfully there's some people starting to travel again, and I highly recommend it for anyone that wants to go and see some true magnificent country uh, to go to the Flinders or the Gawler Ranges. Did my mate Johnny Ald from Old Family Wines bring a few nice reds for you, or uh, or do you skimp out a little bit and stop at Dan Murphy's on the way? Well, I, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he bought some of the best of the old family uh, uh, cellar. So we we drank very well into the night and we needed it. It was quite chilly the nights. But, uh, yeah, Johnny and Annie joined us and uh, they're outstanding people and we had a lot of fun. Great people. And, and Cows is having his little break up at uh, Port Lincoln. Is he bringing any fish home? Yes, he's gone <laughs> fishing today, in fact. Uh, they went out this morning with a great friend of the family's, Neil Mont, uh, over in Streaky. So uh, we'll see how good he is as a fisherman. Well, I guess that's the reason why we're honoured to have you on the show today. Normally you uh, send Calwood in to do the media work, but thank you for joining us today, Tony. Um, thank you, Claire. You have an amazing operation. Over the past season, you've had, already had 740 runners and still two weeks to go. Um, you have an operating strike rate of 21% to winners and nearly a 50% um, strike rate for place getters. Uh, I think it's an amazing effort and, and just wondering how you manage those two stables and especially with COVID at the moment and, and how you might even see that going forward to spring. I think people are interested to see how, how you are going to send horses to Melbourne and, and place them. Have you had any thoughts about how you're going to manage that at the moment? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's a, a interesting times we're living in, isn't it, Claire? Like, yeah. uh, uh, thankfully, we've been able to move our horses, but yes. uh, we can't move our people. And and I myself have been here in Adelaide now since mid March, and uh, and I'm desperate to see my horses in Melbourne, but uh, but uh, it's just very difficult to get there and see them. So. I've got a great staff over there, and Michael Shepherdson, who's an Adelaide boy, he runs that stable for me, and uh, uh, they're my eyes and ears. And we've been pretty quiet in Melbourne. We haven't had a lot of runners, a little bit by design, and uh, but we're building up uh, there for the spring. But it's just a little bit uh, unsure of how, unclear of how it's going to work, Claire. I mean, either myself or Calvin, one of us will have to go there soon, uh, and if we do go, we'll we'll go to stay. So. Um, yes, that's a, that's a discussion we have to have when he gets back from fishing. Yeah. Do generally some of your better horses that might be resuming for spring, would they normally come back into work in your broth operation anyway? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So all my spring horses came in at the end of May, uh, early June, pretty much. And uh, uh, But I have sent a few of them already over to Melbourne. Hey, Doc's gone to Melbourne. Uh, dispatch is already yeah. over there. I, I guess with... Um, I was just unsure about what was happening at the border, so I just thought I'd better get them there yes. uh, just in case it closed and at least they'll be there. But uh, I'm not sure what is right and what is wrong at the moment, whether they should be there or here. But anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Tony, just a quick question on that. Do the trucks then go the whole way through and that truck driver's got to stay in the truck and then return? Or are you doing it like a border sort of handovers? Just logistically, can you, for the listeners, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, I normally do my own floating. I have my own trucks, but I've not, I'm not registered to do it. Uh, so I've been using uh, uh, the registered people to do it like um, um, there's, there's a local uh, guy here that I'm using uh, and also Platinum and their drivers. Uh, my staff load my horses 
and uh, my staff unload my horses when they get here and the driver doesn't get out of the vehicle. He stays in the vehicle and um, and then they uh, they head off. Yeah. So the, logistically, there's a lot of, lot of uh, police checks that go on behind that. They've got the right permits, so I sort of understand all that. Um, and so, Mr Wolf, actually, before we get into Morfordville Parks, you've got a runner at Flemington on Saturday? Yeah, I have. This yeah. young horse, um, he's had two runs here in Adelaide, uh, Claire, and... Uh, He's taken on the older horses both times. So he won a maiden at Murray Bridge against the older horses, which was a very good effort for a two-year-old having his first start. And and at um, Balaclava, when I ran him again at 1,400, he he just um, found the 1,400 a little bit sharp and, and was looking for a mile. And there was no miles around that were suitable, but there was this lovely 1,800-metre race at Flemington for two-year-olds. So, okay. so we put him on the float, sent him over there, He's very fit and well. He's got a he's a promising young horse, and and uh, of course, like all of them, eighteen hundred meters is new territory for them all. Yeah, one to watch certainly. Um, just heading towards Morfordville Parks now on Saturday. You've got a strong <coughs> hand there. Eight runners on the card. Um, probably starting yes. off. Um, oh, sorry, starting off with race two, a winning partner. Yes, yeah. No, he's uh, his two runs back have been fabulous, Claire. He he. Uh, was a little bit fresh first up at Morfordville and he actually took charge of Varand in the mid stages of that race and and um, made a six a run from the 600 metre mark and no one knows that track better than you Claire if you do that you normally empty at the end and and that's what he did but only got beat a length and he relaxed much better at Murray Bridge at his next run and got there late uh, to win so. Uh, a little tinker with his gear tomorrow. He's, he's uh, blinkers off, winkers on, okay. and um, and uh, up to fourteen hundred looks ideal for him. Really, he's drawing the right barrier from Barry One as well on that race at the park. Mm. Yeah, he'll have a lovely restful run there. Uh, moving on, Tony. Race four, sign of Azuri. Um, the fifteen hundred up to the nineteen fifty against some of these horses that have been around that two thousand meter mark and beyond. Um, how do you see that race panning out? Yeah, look, interesting move, uh, Miles. He, he's, um, he's. Uh, you could spare to say that he's won his last three. Last start, he won his two previous, and last start he was in front of Bob before and a Bob after the yes. time. So, I've always thought um, this young horse would run two thousand metres, and I just felt he's very hard, very fit, racing in peak form. I thought, what an opportunity to try him out over further. And so he just had a cruisy week here in Anguston. Uh, he's very bright and well. Uh, he's eaten well. So uh, I'm sure he will handle the seven day back up. And, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he handles the 1950. One quick one, just before we get into the two-year-old race, Tony, is with the last time we saw a distance race at Morfittville Parks, it was an absolute mess. And I know some people commented on before, but... Do you go into those races, you know, we're talking to pro punters and stuff here, and they're leaning to steer away from a lot of these races, these 2,000-metre races in South Australia, especially because it's sort of hard to find tempo and they can, you know, a lot of mid-race moves, people letting to go forward, back. It, do you see them sometimes as a little bit messy, those distance races? Yeah, I go there very nervously. <laughs> um, uh, thankfully, I've got a very good pilot uh, riding my horse, and he knows my horse well, but... Yeah, look, I, I would, you know, um, it's it's intrigued me for a while that I wondered why this, you know, 
whether the stewards haven't called these riders in like that uh, mm. that are riding in um, mm, putting the brakes on these, uh, yeah to make them run genuinely or, or, or evenly in fact uh, but these mid-race moves it just uh, dishevels the race and doesn't suit a lot of horses and like you say miles the punters don't like it and they face we want our punters to be betting on these races so I, I think it really comes down to the jockeys they've got to use their head and um, and rate their horses more evenly. We'll move on to the two-year-old race because I've got a lot to say about that distance stuff, Tony, but not a lot of it doesn't go on radio, especially after mine got... Anyway, <laughs> anyway we'll go back to that another time. The Oakland's Plate listed race, and you've got a strong hand here. Um, I want to talk... We'll start with the Crone and work our way through them, and then I want to talk about how these barriers go. But the Crone, obviously... Um, yeah, horse. you've got horses in form here, but can we start with the Crone? Gaddy on board, gate four. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, look, talented young horse, uh, Gelding. He's, uh, he um, uh, over-raced uh, at his first run when he led in a small field and, and sort of got a little bit lost up front. Then I tried to ride him more patiently at his next run at Murray Bridge and he didn't want to do that. He fought the jockey and, and ran second, ran very well. But when they do that, uh, Miles, as you and Claire would know, they... If they don't utilise their oxygen, well, they can't finish. Yeah. And um, so I asked uh, Jason Holder at Balaclava to, to the, ride him quiet, really quiet, out the back if we could, to teach him uh, a lesson. Now, Jason did the best he could. Uh, he was sort of midfield, a little closer than we wanted, but he actually finished his race off much better for a narrow but strong win. So we'll, we'll be riding him patiently again. I'll be asking Paul to sit quiet. And uh, he's a talented horse, and it's just about him utilising his oxygen and using his head mm. as a young horse. Uh, and if he does that, he'll be right in the finish. I do think with the way the race might pan out with speed and pattern-wise, um, some of the horses with speed drawing out wide will play a little bit of part in this race, I think, on Saturday. But moving on to your next runner, Cahalan. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Cahalan. Cahalan, sorry. Yep. Yeah, talented horse, uh, talented horse, beautiful colt. Uh, by Pride of Dubai. Look, um, he, uh, he he was very unlucky at uh, Caulfield not to run closer. He was held up. Then he came out. We led on him at Baller from an awkward gate, and it wasn't really the plan, but Baron uh, took the race by the scruff of the neck, and mm-hmm. he got away with it. And then we rode him patiently at Balaclava, and he just didn't quite know how to let loose at Balak. He sort of got the wanders a little bit, and he was only beaten very narrowly uh, to run third, but still making a few mistakes. But look, he, he's a real talent, this fellow, uh, and he's still learning his craft. But uh, uh, I think you, you yeah. just could see a really good quality horse there on Sunday. Yeah. It's impressive to see, obviously, that run of the Cahalan was against older horses um, as well, as was the Brumby, to be honest, uh, your next runner. Uh, it, it beat Bull, Bull McCabe, which has obviously come out and run well again. Um, how do you see the Brumby? Yes. Hmm. Yes, Claire. He's a, he's another a talented uh, young gelding by uh, Spirit of Boom. He he was a bit stiff at his first run in Melbourne. Uh, didn't have a lot of luck, and we brought him home. And gee, he impressed me at Murray Bridge. He really dominated that race. So um, I, I would have probably preferred to give him another run, but I just couldn't find the right race to fit in. So I took him to Murray Bridge and gave him a trial. Um, uh, he trialled quite nicely uh, and uh, he's very fit and well coming into this race and 
he didn't have his blinkers on in the trial and he's got them back on tomorrow which he really does need but drawn awkwardly this fellow I'm not quite sure um, I just need to see more of this speed map before I can make up my mind how we're going to ride him well this is the one I want to know about how you're going to ride because uh, Maya Mean, uh, this filly's drawn 12. Now, I, 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 from what I saw, it's beaten the Crone and the stri- uh, Super Striker before at Murray Bridge, but that trial looked like a bit of a track gallop to me from in the vision. I, I've got a lot of time for her, Tony, and obviously I don't know the horse anywhere near as well as you do, but it I, looks like she flies the gates, this filly, and I was thinking that gate 12 flying the gates could get across um, and the inside might have been a bit of a mess. She was a chance. Yeah, look, I think that's how I'm seeing it too, uh, Miles. She's, uh, uh, I said to Hussein Luter before her first run in Melbourne, I said, you've got a really nice, talented, metropolitan-class filly here. And she came out and ran appallingly. Uh, and never couldn't keep up and just never went a yard. So I brought her home and, uh, and she's won her next two. So she was really good the other day. Todd Panel, uh, sadly, Todd can't ride the weight of the weight scale of this race. Otherwise, Todd might have stayed with us. So, um, But she flew out of the gates last uh, start and uh, controlled the race. And I, I don't think I want to interfere with that. Uh, I, I think we'll be riding her very similarly. And uh, I'll get um, Siren to roll forward on her. And your fifth runner, who runs the world, my namesake, um, <laughs> uh, is backing up from last Saturday. <laughs> Yes, look, um, uh, she's done really well. She ran very well the other day. She's still The penny still hasn't quite dropped with this filly. She she got completely run off her legs first up, and then we put the blinkers on, and she ran much better in what looked a really good race to me. Uh, I thought it rated very well, that race at Gawler the other day. And she's a filly uh, what, looking for further, and here we have some black type in July, which is so important for these uh, young horses. Uh, I just thought I'd accept with her and see how well she does. And she's actually done beautifully. So uh, I, I'm keen to run her. Uh, I think uh, if she can handle the seven-day backup, uh, I think she'll run really well. We would agree with that assessment. Uh, the two-year-old last week with L.A. Sir Legree winning, that does look like it's a bit of above-average horse too. So um, it's hard to line up all the form for this race. And you've got a very strong heart strong hand here. Tony, with that, how do, how do you go about the jockey selection here? Does Baron get his pick? <laughs> yeah, look, I, left, I gave Baron a choice. Yeah. I gave him the choice. And then after that, we we sort of tried to match the riders that would suit the, the horses. Um, so, uh, but Baron, um, yeah. it took him two minutes to make up his mind. <laughs> well, that's, uh, well, that's good. Uh, to, to I was just saying to Miles off air that as a stable rider, it doesn't always necessarily mean that you're on the best winning chance because sometimes there's other factors to come into play. For example, going forward, the horse's plan and the owner's sometimes that kind of thing. So I just wondered if uh, it's sometimes not always that easy to follow just a stable rider as well. Well, I think I, I'm not much good on stats, uh, <laughs> but someone mentioned to me the other day, I think there's been four occasions... Uh, the stable mates uh, have oh. been in the race, and Barron's picked the wrong one every time. So, <laughs> That's what we're after. So, uh, he, he's due, is all I'll say. Hey, quick one, Tony, because we've got to uh, wrap this up, and we're thankful for your time. Hypersonic, it's going to be my best of the day. I think that's a pretty weak race, and I think you've got a very smart one, this uh, this brazen bow gelding. Miles, I think you've summed it up well. He's better than this class. I just felt... He didn't do everything correctly for me the other day, so I thought another small race 
Um, and if, if he impresses me, you may see him back up in the lightning stakes the following oh, Saturday. Well, I like that when they don't yeah. do it right and they win by two and a half lengths, Tony. That's what we're after. So, Tony, once again, we appreciate your time. Best of luck on Saturday. Uh, we can go to the races now too for a handful of people, but best of luck Saturday and we'll talk to you a bit closer to the spring. Thank you, Tony, for joining us. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Miles. Tony McAvoy there. Jizzy's good to talk to. Gives you a really good so insight. Well, what we're about to do now is we're going to head to a break. And on the other side, Claire, we're going to catch up with Adam Mintz. And we're going to run through all the tips, put them all together. Since hearing that, I'm just changing a few notes here <laughs> on my paper as I'm flapping it uh, relentlessly here. But you've been listening to the SA Betfair Reds with Miles Fitzer and Claire Lindop. Thanks to Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. What a great insight we just had, Claire, from Tony McAvoy. Just an excellent look um, at his runners running at Morfordville Parks this weekend. But we're going to a bloke that's probably in red hot nick after last week, just as red hot as we were. <laughs> Would you say that? Absolutely. Close enough to. We're joined on the line by the racing specialist himself and the guru, Mr. Adam Mintz. Adam, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, I think you better change that title, mate. Um, <laughs> we got some good prices last week um, compared to how they, what they started at, but we didn't do very well, did we? No, well, Although it was... I think Claire tipped a roughie in the last. Call me, Dexter. You said that was okay yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, that sort of saved the day from being a complete blackout. So we had, and then we had the, we I had still the, can't believe it won. We had the three with Classy JB, um, you know, get out of the way and just rolling. Yep. So we had the three yep. there. I don't think you're too well, far yeah. out of the way, Adam. You, were, I thought you were pretty <laughs> well on the money. And we're all on LA Seal agree we're, as well. And we all had LA Seal agree. Jesus, not too bad. You, okay. you pros go a bit hard on yourself, mate. We're giving you a pump up. Well, yeah, well, I didn't back the first one, but uh, yeah, I did back the losers. So, am I, so yeah, no, not a good day for me. Well, I back, anyway, they're on again tomorrow. I backed Bert Whistle too, though. I had to because of the old man, so we got the chocolates there. But uh, anyway, yep. we, we said after we weren't touching it. Adam, we're going to run through. We've got a fair bit of time too to run through this week, so we're going to start um, with race one. Small field. Richard and Chantel Jolly have got one in here called Calamon. I like in this. I, I just don't think sensitivity uh, might be able to handle the parks track. Yeah, I actually um, only had a look at this race this morning because the favourite uh, over the sky came out, so I thought I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at it. Um, I'm, I'm the same. I, I think sensitivity's too short. I haven't got much between sensitivity and uh, the other Victorian horse, the Stokes horse, number four. Um, but I like Calamon. I think uh, small field, it doesn't matter if it gets back, it's going to have probably have to run past four runners' tops. I've got it um, at about $2.50. I think it's a bet. I agree with you, Adam. I think um, Calamon does have some good form as well around just rolling and eluding. Um, and its win was very impressive. And I agree with you, even though we'll talk about the parks, can be a little bit on pace. Uh, it's only a small field, so I think I'll be right there on the turn. Yeah, I'm with Calamon too. Strong win. Gets in at 55 kilos. I like it. We move on to race number two. Um, we just spoke to Tony about uh, winning partner and interviewed him. Um, look, it's interesting race for me, but I'm probably leaning towards Defiant Dancer with the three kilo claim and Sophie Logan, I think might get in um, at a lighter weight. Your thoughts, Adam? Yeah, listen, it, it's interesting riding engagement. Um, uh, not normally a leader, but dug up last start, ridden hard and found the front after being slow away. 
Uh, if Sophie Logan can do the same thing, um, very hard to beat. Uh, I reckon it's a tricky race. I probably thought winning partner and Silver Hawk both had probably nearly as good a, a, a chance as Defiant Dancer, but Defiant Dancer just first pick, but not a bet for me. Claire? Oh, I'm under pressure here. I've actually picked Defiant Dancer as my lay of the day. I... Oh, so it's out. <laughs> I just think that um, it's it won a three-year-old race. It's now racing against the older horses. Um, I'd probably agree with you about the uh, the jockey strike, but though no pot on Sophie. She hasn't got a great winning strike rate in town. Um, and I actually like Silverhawk with Jess Eaton on board, to be honest. I think... Um, you know, it's the same sort of lightweight chance. Um, Mabel Josephine backing up, I thought, with some hope. But I did also like winning partner and um, Tony likes Barry one for it too. Yeah, well, I think um, Silverhawk's nominated at Flemington too. So wait and see what happens there. I just like the claim with that. But anyway, we move on. Race three, another interesting race. I'm liking or leaning towards uh, Rogue's Point, um, the Freeman runner here. I found it a very um, hard race to map. Um, as I couldn't really find um, like a genuine leader here, um, Adam. I like the the run of Rogue's Point on the Ballarat Synthetic with 61 and a half. I think with pleasure's a danger, but I wouldn't mind your thoughts on this one. You're just getting back to Silverhawk. It's actually scratched from Flemington, so um, oh, I gather we'll oh, be good. running here. All the mail here from you, Adam. Excellent. Lovely. <laughs> um, listen, I, I found a really tough race. I, I, You know, the top one's been going really well on wet tracks i've actually got similar ratings for it on on good tracks so uh, i now expect that track to be a four i don't think it'll be any worse than that on saturday um so it goes forward rothmore i think needs genuine five six and i don't think it's going to get it rogues point will go forward um yeah there's a few that a few that with pleasure will go forward um I don't think it's a betting race, I, um, but I have Rogue's Point first pick, but I won't be betting. I liked number one, actually. Um, I'm so pleased you said that it can, well, will race just as well on a, a better track, like a, a soft five to a good four. And I agree with your comments about Rothmore, who's been racing well, but does probably need a little bit softer. So I'm on the number one there. We can move on to race four. I know you're not going to say too much here, being a 1950 metre race. Uh, Adam, I've got to probably say a bit more than I did last week. I thought Exalted Ruth of Great Youngs ran on pretty well and uh, gets in light here at 51 and a half. But Manzala... Looked tough, but couldn't get over the big Burt last week. So uh, they're the sort of two. I'm going to have a bet with both of those here, Exalted Ruth and Manzala, although I should be staying away from these distance trips. Well, I'm I'm um, I'm betting in the race. I <laughs> I wasn't going to. Oh, here I we are. Look at this race. Yeah, well, um, I think, you know, I, I was hoping it would be a little bit wetter. And after Elusive Rose uh, won last start, I, I thought I'll back it anywhere in any race over approximately 2,000. Um, it's another one. If that was a wet track, um, I'd be super confident. I still think it's got a great chance. Uh, it's about 10 or $11. I think it's probably the way to go. I agree with you, Exalted Ruth's a chance. Manzala, I'm going to risk um, just at the price. I think it's a chance. Sign of a Surrey, I think, is too short. Big jump in. Um, like had every 50, possible last start. Yeah, 1,500 to um, 1,950. Tony just said, you know, he thinks she can, uh, well, thinks the horse can, can make the, the jump, but yeah, wasn't, didn't sound overly confident, did he? I, um, I'm glad you mentioned Elusive Rose, Adam, because I actually am cheering for Elusive Rose. Um, Crystal Bishop has just announced her retirement from 
her jockey days and is going to be co-training with John Dunn going forward. So I really hope Crystal can go out with another city winner. But I am a bit more forgiving of Sign of Usury than perhaps um, Adam and you are, Miles, because I thought that um, Analytica had it boxed in most of the race and it raced ungenerously because of that. And I'm sure Brent will have him out and wound up. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm four or nine, but I might go four just to offer the... Yeah, well, I'm late. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting off sign of Azuri. I'm leaving it. Now, we want to spend a little bit of time on this race. We had a good chat to Tony. Baron got his pick of the rides here, um, Adam, and he's elected to go with Kahalayan, but uh, he's told us a stat that the four times Baron's had the choice uh, in the race, he's uh, pulled the wrong trigger. Look, it's a very interesting race um, from how I see it. Super striker, massive at Murray Bridge last start. The Crown had the huge finish at Balaclava. Kahalayan, well, a lot to learn, but he's got a lot of time for. He sounded very confident to us on the phone. But I like a horse in, in my mean. I think that that Gate 12, I, I just don't know why. It's beaten the Crown and Super Striker at Murray Bridge. Gate 12, I'm thinking that the inside of this race might be a bit of a mess with some young horses. It flies the gates, this filly, and if she can get out... Um, and get forward and clear while the rest of them are sorting it out. I think she can pinch this. Yeah, it's a really good race um, with some really up-and-coming, you know, prospects in it. Um, bit of speed. Fox Gossip, I think, will go forward. I think who runs the world will have to go forward, and I think uh, Mayamine has to go forward as well. So, you know, hopefully they break the field up and a few of those that are drawn out a bit can slot in somewhere. Um I was really taken with instant celebrity on debut. I thought it was a really impressive win. I'm not sure where it's going to be. Always a query, these horses stepping up to 1,400. And quite often you see these two-year-old races where they do step up to a bit of ground that leaders seem to, you know, be right in the finish. So you might be on the right track with the uh, with Mayamine. Um, I'm uh, instant celebrity, just first pick, but in a wide market. I also thought the Brumby had a chance. I, I thought it was you know, nearly as good a chance as the others. bit concerned with the draw, but um, that's the way I went. The Brumby, the form line stacks up with the Bull McKay, but the one thing I just wanted to check with you on, instant celebrity in a four-week break between runs, uh, does that doesn't bother you? Not with P. Stokes training. You know, not really. I, I, I'm sort of... I mean, listen, it's a query stepping up to the 1,400. I wouldn't, I'm not so concerned about the break between runs. More so, it's, it's always a guess with these horses stepping up to 1,400. That's a fair jump, 1,050, 1,400 at their second start in a race. Um, so, no, I, I wouldn't be concerned with a break. Claire? Look, I'm really a big fan of Super Striker. Um, I, only thing that worries me is the multiple parkers not so forgiving if uh, racing matters wants to lay out a little bit or um, getting back. But if there is enough speed on, I think it will be getting home strongly again. Hey, we've got to skip through the next couple here. We're running out of time. Race six, uh, look, pretty interesting. I think left-hand man, the on-pacer here, um, will be pretty close. Second behind the winning partner. If we see that um, winning partner get up early, the form will stack up. I'm with Dexalation, though, here. Track and distance, five starts. It's been a couple of wins, a couple of seconds, and a third. And, and the distance, it's had the three wins. Um Look, last start behind Octane Bramari, Bramari, the hero, I should say, with a three-kilo claim. I quite like the toppy. Yep, uh, great chance, Dexalation. I'm sort of a bit sitting on the fence with this race. I think uh, number seven, Zabalarina, is probably going to run at Flemington. It's still in there last time I looked. So, yeah, not committing to this race at this stage. Well, I can get you one back there because the Bellarina's scratched, I reckon... Adam, that's I think from I, Flemington, I, I, well, is it? Well, no, from 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 race six, I think. So, I think I had that okay. crossed out in my page. Oh, so Claire on. tells me, okay. is it? 
Yeah, it's, just, it's, out, it's out of Adelaide. Yeah, it's yeah. out of Adelaide. It's out of Adelaide, yeah, so, Adelaide. 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 Yeah, so it is running Flemington. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I actually like um, Nipikin or Arkham Knight, but do you think that they're going to get beat too far back in this race? Yeah, I, listen, with, uh, I think Dexalation missed the start a bit last start. I think that's the only reason it didn't go forward. I think it'll go forward. Obviously, left-hand man will probably lead. Um, gee, Dexalation's going to get a good run now. Um, oh. If it can sit just off left-hand man... Um, I, I reckon good chance of well, as good a chance as it. So I thought they're the two. Uh, not much for me to say in this next race. I reckon Hypersonic just jumps and wins. Um, I found a very weak race. Your thoughts here, Adam? Uh, interested to hear what Tony thought of its chances. Um, I, with it. Well, I said to Tony, I said this is my best of the day. I think it jumps and wins. The race is weak and it made mistakes last start and still won by two and a half. And he said, I agree with you wholeheartedly. He didn't like how the horse had. Um, like you said, the horse did a lot of things wrong, but it won by two and a half links, and he thought it was the same race. Listen, it, it won really well uh, last start on debut. It um, was a bit slow out, and I've got a feeling the horse is probably going to want a bit further. I've got it first pick, but I've had a I've had a, a reasonable bet in this race. I think number seven's got a really good chance, Adelaide. Uh, if you go back, it's form sort of a while back, definitely good enough. It's had at least one jump and one trial recently and gone super. I think it's a great chance at each well. It's about 12, 14 to 1, I think. So that that's the way I'd be going. But hypersonic first pick. Yeah, I like hypersonic as well in that race, although I do think the immense some chance as well, number two. Uh, race number eight, one I found very tough. I'm, I sort of had to go with K-Seri at the top at $6.50. Gate 12 is a bit of an issue, but the second behind Classy JB and beating Kahalayan, I couldn't really sort of make a case for too many others in here. Very difficult, I thought. I'm really wide. I'm I'm seven dollars fifty the field in this race. Um, I've got Stunmate just first pick, but probably won't be betting at this stage. Clap. I like Casareri as well. Moving on, race number nine, the last on the card once again. I uh, thought pretty interesting. Colour Louisa and the Ants Pants. Um, Look, both going to be there in the market. Carla Luisa's uh, had five starts at the parks for, for no wins or places. The Ants Pants likes to get back. I've gone with a value one here of Armand Zoo with Jess Eaton on board. I reckon it's weighted nicely and drawn nicely. Gets in at 56.5, and, and it's going to be one of my value bets of the day, Adam. Yeah, good race to end the day. Um, Ants Pants ran enormous last start at, uh, I think it was Murray Bridge off, off uh, from memory, but... Um, got back and ran home really well to lead a dominate, dominated race. I think it's the way to go. I, I think it's going to. It's got a great chance. Ants pants. Uh, Cara Louisa, I've got second pick, but uh, I'll be cheering for the ants pants here. I like ants pants as well, but I probably got my value bet for the day here. At number six, go ballistic. Um, Nick Smart, obviously from from here, and he, I'm sure he would send a horse he thought would suit the parks track. So Shane Kale on board from a tricky barrier, but I think um, it will go forward and, and be. Give him something to catch. Adam, thanks for your time, mate. We'll chat to you again next week and happy punting. Hopefully we can go a bit better. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Adam Mintz there joining us for his look at Morpherville Park. Says of ours, we're going to head to a break. You're listening to the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. 
Claire, the show's absolutely flown by. Not long to go, but to wrap up, we're going to go to our weekly segment. It's going to be this. Claire Lindop's bargains and bailouts for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Right, so your bargains and bailouts. Uh, my best is race one, number six. Get on the board early with Callum on for Jake Toroak. Um, but I'm laying an interesting horse here. I'm laying race two, number five, Defiant Dancer. Laying Defiant Dancer. I'm sticking with it. My best of the day, race seven, number nine, Hypersonic. Then I'm going to back uh, race six, number one, Dexalation. Couple of values here, race uh, five, number seven, Myamine. And race nine, number 15, Ormond Zoo. Jeez, jam-packed show, Claire. My value, sorry, was race nine, number six, Go Ballistic. Race nine, number six, Go Ballistic. That's all we've got time for here on the SA Betfair Edge. You're with Miles Fitzner and Claire Lindop. Thanks to Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly.